So, thank you everyone for coming along to listen to this. Welcome to this podcast that's been produced by the Centre for Innovation in Education. Um, I'm delighted to be joined today by Matt Murphy and Tony Topping from the School of Engineering, uh, who have come along to talk to us about a innovation they've implemented in their teaching for this year and that they're doing a bit of a research project on that's designed to help students work better as part of a team. So what I'm going to do is just ask uh, firstly Matt and then Tony to introduce themselves and what they do in the School of Engineering for the benefit of those who don't know and then we'll uh, we'll sort of get into it and uh, discuss the project and where it's going to where hopefully it's going to go. We're not sure yet but we're very interested to find out. So Matt do you want to just say a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes uh, my name is Matt Murphy. I'm a senior lecturer and a director of education in the School of Engineering. Thank you. And Tony? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm Tony Topping and I'm a learning technologist um, in the School of Engineering. Fantastic. OK, um, I know a little bit about this project already. Um, I've seen some of the kind of elements of it kind of already start to filter through uh, into into the sort of actual teaching um, that, that exists on the programme. But can one of you, maybe Matt starts off, can you just describe to us really what the project is and, and where it's come from? Just a bit of a background to the project and why it's kind of piqued your, your interest. Uh, yeah, I can. I think uh, probably the best place to start is to highlight the fact that a modern engineering undergraduate programme is built around a spine of group work. There are various reasons for that. Um, in engineers, when they graduate, well, our graduates will become professional engineers who will, of course, work day to day in teams. So it's how professional engineering is done and it's our responsibility to ensure our students are prepared for that. Through, through participating in group work from week two of, ye of year one, they're put into their first team and they work in teams almost every week. They're working in one team or another in various types of activity that get more complex, more high stakes um, as they move through the years of their programme. By fourth year, our students are working in teams of six to ten, designing, building and testing real engineering systems that solve real world problems and they're in those projects, they're supervised by a partnership of academics and industry professionals. So the teamwork goes from year one, quite basic, just, just to get them used to working in, in, in a group with other students, to by the end, pre-professional group work in authentic learning activities that seek to replicate the careers that they'll enter. So group work's important. In, up until now, we've been very successful. Our students by the end of year four are excellent at group work. But the way they've got there, feedback tells us, has sometimes been a bit painful. So our approach has been throw them into a group in week two, year one, and let them let's see how they survive. Um, and then as the group work gets more challenging, those experiences become a bit more painful. There's more conflict, there's more difficulty. And what we do is, is help our students navigate those difficulties. We give them strategies to cope and help them reflect on the experiences. And that means that by the end of year four, just through repeated immersion in a group work setting, they're quite good at it. But our student feedback says, we wish you did more to prepare us for this stuff, for these group work activities. We wish you did more to coach us along the way. And so over the last two years or so, we've come to the conclusion we do need to do more. So I think that sets up where the projects come from. We do a lot of group work. Students. Uh, asked us to do more to coach them and prepare them for the experiences. Um, and that's where we were at the start of this year and the start of this pilot study. 
so you've got yeah you've got some background to, to kind of the necessity of the project how it's very group focused and so is the program so you know your engineering program at the moment is it like you say it's extremely group work focused they, they're sort of as you say thrown into groups in week two and uh, you sort of see what sticks across the entire year and uh, that sort of cycle kind of repeats I guess and uh, by the time they get to the kind of end stage of their degrees they, they should sort of have improved but that process can be tricky shall we say that's uh, maybe a maybe a fair way of putting it so what is the kind of you know um, and maybe we'll come to Tony for this one. So, so what is the actual kind of innovation that you're you're planning to to actually use uh, to help students to develop their group work skills and to maybe make that process not less painful? Maybe that's a, a, a sort of harsh way of putting it, but you know, maybe more um, intuitive, maybe more uh, collaborative, maybe more complex or sophisticated. Maybe we should say that. Yeah. So I guess to 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 start to answer that question, I should probably say where, where we got the idea to use this tool from. Um, Matt and I were at a conference together last summer um, and we went to a session with um, a professor of psychology from University of Calgary. And he was running this session um, to demonstrate these tools that help um, engineering students improve the group work. Matt and I went along. Um, he made in the session really interesting. He got us to fill out um, do one of the tests that we'll implement with the students. Um, and the results were quite interesting because Matt sat next to me. Um, his test got some excellent results and it was bang on perfect for his personality. <laughs> I, won't go, <laughs> I, won't go, I won't go into any detail about that, but we were like, actually, this is really good. And we can see students getting some real benefit from that. So we've decided to, over the last summer before the start of this term, we decided we'd implement it. Um, and what we've done is we, we've take, we took a long, hard look at our programs from year one to four, and we figured out where would it would be most appropriate to drop the tools in. So I should say there was a number of tools as part of this uh, of this study that we're doing. Um, I think there may be a little bit. I should say they all come under the kind of banner name of ITP yes. metrics, don't they? So ITP metrics is a suite of tools designed by psychologists at the University of Calgary that are now used. By, um, by engineering students or any students actually um, to help students improve the way they operate and work within a within a team. Um, there's a whole suite of tools that I uh, that come under the banner of ITP metrics, um, but we're looking at personality tests, a conflict management tool, and then a team health tool that uh, will assess how well how the health of the whole team is. So what we decided we what what we looked at doing is kind of picking out the tools that would be most appropriate for the level of student learning in a given year. And then we kind of split it up and we come up with a timeline um, for each year of where we could implement these things. And I guess the one of the real innovations and one of the, the things that we really liked about the ITP metrics is that after every ass uh, assessment or test the student does, they get given a personalised report based on the, the, the results of the questions they've answered. That gives them some context to um, the things that they're looking at, but also gives them some really nice tools that help them go away to reflect. As engineers, we like tools. We like things that can help us to get hands on and actually do something real world. Um, we can get something to work. So that's kind of what drew, drew us to um, to use ITP metrics. Yeah, and I guess that's how we, we this is a this is the pilot year. So we, we're going to test our assumptions of where we think it the each individual thing will fit in and then see what happens see what drops out of that and hopefully something will work something might not work but at least we're heading in the right direction and do you think we could say a little bit more about um how it will enhance the student experience on your program 
and or how long you want to implement it for all that kind of stuff well as, as tony said uh we we we've looked at a suite of three tools that we'd like to use and we spent a fair bit of time together this summer studying our programs every every incidence of group work and working out where those tools would best be deployed so for our first and second year students the least developed uh team workers group workers we thought we'd start with the personality assessment so what that is is a series of 30 or so Likert scale questions um from you know strongly disagree to strongly agree that ask them to re to think about themselves to reflect on their their, their own personalities and uh, the students answer those and how long does that take test take normally tony um only around 10 minutes it's pretty so it's quick about, it's quite a rapid fire answering of questions the important thing is what comes out at the end the software the itp metrics uh, platform gives the students a personalized report which picks up on the five key personality trait areas, gives them a report on what, what their, the students' answers have shown about themselves. But the key thing is the software tells students about how those attributes might be useful in group work or might make their life more difficult in group work. It gives them an idea of the areas they might focus to better develop their own um, participation in a team. So that's the first one. And we're starting that with our students in years one and two. It's important that they understand that as the foundation for all that follows. I think I think with it as well is that it's getting them into that reflection mindset. I don't think there's a there's that much opportunity within engineering to do that that often. So if we can start that quite early on in the in the early years and and, and relate to the students how important it is that they reflect on themselves and how they interact with other people makes them better engineers ultimately. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, you're right, Tony. The benefits of that extend beyond just improving their teamwork. Those reflective attitudes will come into play in their ethics education, for instance, and elsewhere in uh, in their undergraduate studies. And the second tool is called a conflict management tool. Um, we, we I think we, we're deploying this at year two, three and four um, because we feel the students need to be engaged in the kind of group work, the high stakes activity where there is going to be real conflict. And that really, they really emerge in year, the extended activities in year two, for, for instance, they're in a 24 week group project. In years three and four, they're in a two year group project. Plenty of time for conflicts to arise and have to be dealt with. So uh, the conflict management tool again is based on Likert scale questions for the student, but they now have to reflect on a time they were in a difficult team situation and answer questions about how they responded in that situation. Again, quite a quick questionnaire um, but what happens at the end it, the value is in the report that they get a bespoke individual report that explains to the students again it take, takes them through how how their behaviors in those conflict situations could work could work to, to to solve that conflict or could act to work to exacerbate it it gives them an action plan of things they might do to become better in these situations in future so the conflict management will pick up on different facets so it's looking at how dominating someone is how avoiding they are how in how well they integrate how accommodating they are and how how well they can compromise and that'll give a score out of 100 and then as Matt said um we'll get the students to reflect on that and we'll give them a, a we'll get them to do a smart action plan to look at ways they can improve on any low scoring um attributes and how they can then implement some of the stuff 
um, that they've learned from this um, to improve the group work. But I should say as well, actually, I say low score, and I don't, I, I don't, I don't really mean that. This is kind of it's all about student self-reflection. So there's nothing, none of these traits are bad or good, and no one's better or worse. And we really, we really get that across to our students to say that this is a self-reflection tool. We are not assessing you on this. And um, if someone scores higher than you, that does not mean they are better than you. It's just everyone's made up of different facets. And that's, I guess that's what we're trying to get across to the students, that everyone's different within the group. You, and the better you can understand the attributes of your teammates, the better you can kind of accommodate for some of the um, some of the quirkiness or um, some of the odd behaviours, I guess. Um, and then that can avoid conflict. Yeah. And so... Um... So that's it. Yeah. So the first tool is about personality and students understanding themselves and preparing really for group work. And to, to uh, the second tool is also about a bit of self-reflection, which is understanding how they behaved in a conflict situation and how that resolved and how they might improve that resolution next time. The third tool is more reflection on how they operate as a group. It's called the team health audit. And again, similarly to the other tools, the students are asked a series of questions about how their team is operating and not at the at the end of that again a tailored report for the team which combines the responses of the individual members to to provide a picture of team health and so you, it might say for instance you, your team are clearly very organized and good communicators but you're having trouble making decisions might be one uh, one uh, observation that the software would make and then again there's our, our our job here will be, and this is where supervisors will play more of a part, we will facilitate team reflection on the outcomes of the team health audit in order to, to help them as a group decide where they need to focus their efforts to improve. So we go from the very personal at the start through a little bit of conflict and personal behaviour in the middle to team health at the end. And as Tony said, it's all about facilitating students' self-reflection and giving them strategies to improve. Fantastic. Okay, that's really helpful. I can see how your your you know the kind of ITP metrics tools are really embedded throughout your program. You've got a very clear uh, plan for implementing that across different stages of uh, the student life cycle, if you want to call it that. What I'm interested in now is how you plan to then evaluate whether the project has kind of benefited the students or whether there's been any kind of um, you know maybe drawbacks or or any kind of unexpected should we say resistance to some of the tools or just any any kind of like you know how are you going to evaluate the, pro the project basically you know how are you going to say whether it's been a success um or not um and can i bring tony in on that yeah one? that's fine um Good. i guess it's probably going to take quite a long time to be able to to tell whether we've managed to improve team working um overall um that's that's a i guess that'd be a longer term study what we're interested in right now is just Students, students' opinions directly of on the um, on the the, the the test that we're running on. So I think what we'll do is we'll run this over. I think we pretty much finished everything by the end of uh, the end of semester one, start of semester two, and then we'll get students to fill out some surveys. We'll do some focus groups, and we'll ask students and we'll re what they think about it and really dig down into the thoughts, whether it worked, whether they've used it, um, and although we've not got a kind of control control set of students what we can do is we can ask students in year three and four would you have liked to have used this in earlier years so we can kind of get a bit of an idea and we'll and we'll hope hopefully we'll get we'll get some good results from that but nothing out of the unusual at the minute we're just going to poll students focus groups and, and see what drops out 
That makes a lot of sense. Did you want to say anything about, about, about I wanted, that, Matt? I wanted to say what Tony said was that oh. we've, we've got year four students who didn't have this in years one, two and three. And we will ask them to reflect back on whether it would have helped them. And same yeah. with year three students and so on. So I think we do have a we'll get some immediate results. But longer term, as Tony says quite rightly, it will need to say the reason we know that our students would have liked us to prepare them better for group work and to coach them more effectively as they go through it was the free text responses to our module evaluation questionnaires, our EVASYS questionnaires. So another thing we'll see immediately is whether the number of respondents asking for this drops off this year compared to last. And then we'll also be able to very quickly as a longitudinal study when we implement these next year, we'll be able to look back and compare year on year. Um, and I think importantly, of course, um, the, the feedback from our students in both our the, the, the um, focus groups that Tony's discussed and the module evaluation questionnaires will help shape the way we develop our implementation of these for next year. I think without getting into the detail, Tony and I can already see some areas where we need to improve what we've done. Um, and and we'll, get, we'll learn more lessons between now and the end of the trial period. Brilliant, fantastic. I've only got one more question um, for the pair of you. I think everyone's going to be very interested to know uh, a bit more about this, but that, that's kind of the point of the question. So can, can you speculate? And it's a bit of a difficult question and I appreciate it might be a little bit unfair, but having had some experience with the, with the, 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 the tools and the assessments, can you speculate as to how they might be applied in an interdisciplinary kind of way or in other disciplinary backgrounds that you might, you know, you might just have a think about how that might um, how that might uh, sort of apply across the university. Um, and Matt, you spoke last, so I'm going to bring in Tony on that one. First. I, think the, I think the first thing to say, as much as we've been talking about how this could benefit engineering students, um, there is nothing engineering specific in any of the, uh, any of the questions. It's, it's di di dis discipline neutral. Um, so I think anyone anywhere in, in the university who does any kind of group work with students would be able to use this. Um, and what we're, I guess what we're aiming to do is look at how, I mean, this is a freely available tool uh, online, um, but what we're, what we're doing is looking at how we can bring it into our context and kind of give some pointers to say this worked well, this didn't work well, and hopefully that could um, help other people wanting to take on this tool, give them a, a good start um, in how to use it. Fantastic, thank you. Matt, you, you do you want to bring it coming on that as well? Yeah, well, as Tony said, there's nothing in the tools themselves or the processes that surround them that make this an engineering activity. They could be just as useful in any other area of the campus. And we are going to get a sneak preview about how it might work for other disciplines this year. Because in one of our third year projects where we're deploying these approaches, we're collaborating with uh, Dr. Gemma Ahern's sociology students um, on, a, on a, a project around the circular economy of polymer waste or plastic packaging. Um, our engineering students are designing, building and implementing a system that will allow us to re hyperlocal recycling of plastic packaging waste. Um, but Gemma Ahern's students are um, studying the um, sociological and the ethical context and implications of that engineering work. By collaborating like this, they're, they're both enriching uh, each other's studies. But importantly, um, we will use exactly the same teamwork development tools with both sets of students. So immediately this year, we'll see we'll have some evidence base for how uh, other disciplines might uh, engage with this, the ITP metric suite. 
Um, and that's personally one of the things I'm most interested in, um, studying the differences between the sociologists and the engineers. We've only been doing it a few weeks and you can already see a few things that are different. <laughs> well, I mean, different disciplines are going to apply it in different ways, aren't they? So they're, and they're going to get different yeah. things out of it. And that's kind of the beauty of the assessments, really, because, as you say, they're not discipline specific. They're not tied to any one particular way of thinking. It's all very much bring your own context, your own experience, your own personality, your own interests, your own background, your own cultural context or anything into into the assessments. and put that in and see what it generates it's completely universal so it can be it, you know it can be used in any kind of context it can also be used in a kind of non-educational context which I imagine uh, it probably is as well it's universality I think is probably one of its uh, defining features okay that you're happy uh, for that to happen yeah absolutely uh, I think we are going to go to the pedagogical re pedagogic research conference in January as well to to, to um, promote this I think Fantastic. So if you're interested in that, please get in touch with Matt uh, Murphy or Tony Topping in engineering, or please do contact us in CIE as well. And we can also help you uh, with anything to do with pedagogic development or any projects um, in that area as well. So is, if the, unless there's anything else either of you want to say about this project? Nope, shaking your heads. Uh, that's I'd like to say I think Tony did is an excellent natural radio performer, podcast performer, and he should do more <laughs> of it. <laughs> All that's left is to say uh, is thank you to both Matt Murphy and Tony Topping. And uh, hopefully that's been helpful for you. And thanks ever so much for listening.